Hello, and welcome to Spectology, the science fiction book club podcast. I'm your host, Adrian. I'm your host, Matt. And today we have a quick little mini-sode uh, devoted to a short story by Arthur C. Clarke called The Star. Uh, just up front, we're going to be spoiling this entire story immediately. It's only a couple of pages long. We'll link to a PDF in the show notes. You can go and read it if you want. But um, it's short. It's really old. We feel kind of, you know, the whole spoiler uh, time is over. So we're just going to get right into it. Indeed we are. Let's do it. Yeah, so um, this short story, I'll just go through the plot really quickly, and then we can kind of talk about it. You know, part of why we wanted to talk about this was we both really like the short story, and it is similar. It's also about a Jesuit mission to another planet, um, and it is, it's four pages long instead of 400, so it obviously kind of wraps up a lot more quickly, but it's about a similar kind of conscience and or a crisis in faith that Emilio in... in in the sparrow has um so we'll also if you haven't read the sparrow we'll be spoiling that probably too and and uh, you know kind of there's a content warning for like the the same sexual violence and stuff that happens in the sparrow this is more or less like a part two to our post read than it is like a standalone episode yeah and uh i would encourage you just go ahead and read the short story it'll take you yeah. no time at all we'll wait cool well now that you've read the short story um yeah so it's about and we'll describe it in case you're not going to actually read it but it's uh the kind of short version is that it's about uh it's told from the perspective of, of a jesuit priest who has gone to um you know a new star they discover a uh i guess it's like a supernova remnant and um Around this supernova remnant, they discover a a planet um, that's still there and that has some like clear signs of technological civilization on it. So they go and it's an arc. It's a it's a record that the people who used to live around this star system made of their own civilization. Um, and the the priest, while describing this, is describing the fact that he's like lost all faith in God and that, you know, like he's very sad to be like reporting this back to Earth because he feels that, you know, like the entire Catholic Church is going to fall apart when they find out like what is on this planet. And what they discover is, you know, there was a civilization there that was good and very human like. And it seems that the people were good people and it describes their happiness and this kind of thing. Um, and they all died in the supernova that happened in this star. Like the entire population was wiped out and there are like none of these aliens left. Um, and, you know, he describes over and over again how like human like they are not in form, but in function, in, in their behavior and this kind of thing that they've learned from this like arc of information that the that they like left at the core of another planet to be discovered by future future civilizations. And the kicker, the reason that he has lost his faith and he feels that all of Earth will is that it becomes clear to them while they're researching the star that this is the same supernova that became the star of Bethlehem. This is the supernova that like, you know, shepherded the shepherds or the th- shepherded the three wise men um, to baby Jesus. And, you know, the, the point here is he is losing his faith because in order to bring Jesus to humanity, God wiped out an entire other civilization. And like, this is just something that like he can't reconcile and he doesn't feel that anyone can. Um, so it's a pretty typical kind of like crisis of faith story. Um, you know, these, these stories are 
old <laughs> in a lot of way. Like they're not new to science fiction as Matt was mentioning to me off, off mic. Um, but I found it to be an interesting, um, contrast to the sparrow and, and, um, yeah. Why don't you start out by describing what you said to me earlier? Yeah. So, so the thing that I found a really interesting contrast to the sparrow, and I mentioned this a couple of times in our sparrow post read in, in the, in the last episode, um, that Emilio loses his faith and I, I don't even know if it's fair to say that he loses his faith. He at least loses his like, you know, sense that like God is good. You know, I, I think he can't both stop believing in God, but finds God to be evil rather than good. But he loses his faith for what I found to be kind of like not very good reasons. Like something bad happens to him personally. Like he is attacked and he is enslaved and he is raped and that's used as his justification for feeling that God is evil and losing all faith in God. When, I mean, as one of the Jesuit priests points out in kind of the flash forward section like that, that's what happens to missionaries like that. That's sometimes just what a missionary has to go through. And, they, you know, there's <laughs> there's a lot of theology around that and that he would be so surprised by it, like didn't ring very true to me, really, in, in that story. And to contrast that against a Jesuit who, who, you know, actually comes up across a situation that's new. So while, while these kind of like stories of crisis of faith aren't new, this framing is interesting in that it is about, you know, God killed a civilization. God killed an entire species in order to bring like salvation to humanity. And like that is something that the priest cannot abide because it's not something that happens to him. It's not about his own pain. It's not about his own physical pain. It's rather about like what God was willing to do to someone else to save humans. And kind of like, what does that say about God? Like, like if God exists, then he's a monster. And so like the best thing is that maybe he doesn't exist. And that's why we're losing our faith in him. And it just to me struck me as like a much more kind of like, interesting crisis of faith story in that way because it was it was outward focused while emilio's crisis of faith was entirely focused on himself it was like rather selfish right like we talked about job several times and like you know the whole story of job is that like oh, a lot of bad things happen to you but like you still believe in god right and like a, as a jesuit emilio should know that Whereas here, like, this isn't something covered by Job. Like, this isn't losing your family. This isn't losing your wife or your kids or your health. This is God sacrificing other people for you, for your own betterment. And I think that's actually kind of, that that's the interesting thing to me, the idea that, like, you know, it's one thing for God to hurt me or to allow me to be hurt. It's another thing for God to sacrifice others for me. Yeah. And that's I something I can't abide. Yeah. I, I, I would say sort of uh, three things about this story. The first is that I like it. I think it's a really good short story um, with one exception, with like one issue that I have with it. The second thing that I would say about it is that the, the reason it's good, like one big reason it's good is that the crisis of conscience is believable. Um, <clears throat> I get why somebody confronted with that fact, especially if it's a surprise, especially if they've also personally investigated the remains of this ancient civilization that was destroyed and they've had the experience of uncovering the reality sort of piece by piece fact by fact and figuring out oh wow that's what happened here holy holy crap um that's awful i can totally understand how that person would have 
a hard time with that new information. But the third thing I would say about the story, it's, I I think, unfortunately, um, even though I like the story, um, I think it does do a thing that some science fiction does, which is that it's not, it doesn't quite give enough credit to religious faith in a certain way. Um, I think, um, I think that it's, it's believable that somebody would be bothered by this. It's not really believable to me that somebody would think that this new fact would somehow shake the foundations of the church. Mm-hmm. I just don't see that happening. I don't know why that I, I would not, exp- I can, I can believe how an atheist might think that, but <laughs> right. I don't, Arthur I don't, C. Clarke himself being an atheist. Yeah. I just don't buy that a person of faith would believe that their church would be destroyed by this because fundamentally so many other terrible things of exactly this type have happened. I mean, like th- what is Jesus's death? If not exactly this type of thing, somebody else suffering for you. Mm-hmm. And, and not just that, but I mean, there's, there's a lot of examples in human history of like bad stuff happening and then having some kind of second, third, fourth, fifth order effect that somebody else that redounds to somebody else's benefit. Right. For, furthermore, it's not as though the church hasn't considered this issue. You know, I mean, to give, you, you have to give enough credit to the church to understand that they are aware of like a lot of different permutations of the problem of evil. I see sure. this as I see this as like just exactly the problem of evil. Just exactly the same kind of thing, although it's presented in a more believable way. Um, and the framing makes more sense. On an emotional level, this this is a more sense this makes more sense than 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 the crisis of faith that Emilio has to me. It's, it has greater mm-hmm. verisimilitude, um, but it's basically the same theological problem. The theological problem is how can we believe in the God who has supposedly has these attributes that we want him to have, and right. yet also there is evil in the world? Um, and th- there's just so much that's been done on working on that problem that it feels as though Arthur C. Clarke doesn't really acknowledge. He wouldn't have to do much to acknowledge it. I think this story could... Um, could acknowledge it a lot more with only very minor changes. I do, I do think it's a very good story, though. Sure, and you know, I don't know the degree to which Arthur C. Clarke was, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, attempting to actually grapple with the faith of the church itself. Like, you know, I, I've read. It's been a very long time since I've read any of his novels, but I've read a number of them, and um, he, he never struck me as particularly interested in religion, in the sense of like like being charitable towards it, right? Like he was interested in telling these kind of like specific type of science fiction story. Um, so, so it's not surprising yeah. to me, I guess that, 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 that you feel that way. I, I, I agree, I think for the most part, but you know, I still think that overall this story, I mean, like, I think you, you might've just said this, but like, in terms of being a crisis of faith story, it's one that just rings more true to me than the Sparrow does. And, and, you know, there's a lot of things that the Sparrow does well and doesn't do well and everything else, but but putting all that aside and just talking about this one narrow element of it, which is that, you know, when Emilio gets back to earth, he has like lost his faith to, to a very real extent. Um, And like that piece I think works better in the star because the 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 focus there is outward instead of inward and to me that's the kind of really important point that like 
you know, Emilio loses his faith because something bad happens to him. And, you know, the, the narrator and the star loses his faith because something bad has happened out in the world that he can't handle. And, you know, maybe that says as much about him as about the faith. Maybe he's wrong about the faith and like not an actual narrable, reliable narrator in that way. Um, but that's that. I don't know. I just found that part more believable and just more interesting overall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's also so you, like a pretty intense story in the terms of like, you know, like the idea of coming across this like star remnant and like finding like the, you know, last ditch attempt the civilization that lived around that star made to like communicate with like the future, not knowing what that would ever look like was pretty, <laughs> pretty intense. It's a cool story. Recommended. Yeah. Now that we've spoiled it for you, go read it. It's good. Uh, yeah, really. <laughs> <laughs> it is definitely, it has this short story thing going on where it's like, you know, I think it can be spoiled in a way that like, you know, sometimes like, I don't know if a novel can be or whatnot, but like the story definitely is like, you know, it's all about that, that like the punchline, right? It's all about that like thing at the end that really gets you the hook. Yep. All right, guys. Well, I hope you've enjoyed cool. this short discussion of The Star by Arthur C. Clarke. Indeed. We will see you next week with a brand new book, which we will be announcing on our Twitter, which is a great time to tell you. Uh, if you'd like to talk to us at all, you can email us at spectologypod at gmail.com. If you'd like to hear updates, to chat with us back and forth at all, uh, find us on Twitter at at spectologypod on Twitter. Um, yeah, we have a Facebook. We don't really use it all that much. Um, and art is done by Noah Bradley. You can find prints and other work at noahbradley.com. Our music is by WJ on SoundCloud. Follow him. His music's really cool. And uh, I think that's it for us for today. Uh, thanks so much for this little mini episode. See you later, guys. Everyone have a good one. Bye-bye.